Blog Talk Radio. Over the airwaves, you're listening to JC Hawks Radio. Part of the J.C. Hawk Sports Network. Today is Monday, July 3rd, 2017. I am your host, J.C. Hawks. Oscar Lopez of Gridiron Beauties will be joining us on the show about 10 minutes after the hour. Gridiron Beauties is devoted to bringing awareness of the sport of women's gridiron football with no-joke football and world-class photographers. So he'll be joining us at 10 minutes after the hour. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, Twitter at Gridiron Beauty. And he's got Instagram and YouTube, and when he gets on the show, we'll talk more to him about that. Uh, the chat room is open. I just opened up the chat room, and you'd go to radio.jchawks.com. And on the left-hand side, you'll see chat room. Click on chat room. And as soon as you open it up, you can decide what name you want to pick. Let's just say you want to pick the name Thor. If you want to reserve that name Thor, then register. If not, you can be Thor. You can be Fluffy Bunny. You can be any name you want to be. Uh, so just join us in the chat room, and that's open right now. If you need to contact me for questions or comments, you can email me at jc at jchawks.com. You could follow me on Twitter at jc underscore hawks, or you can call or text me at area code 916-238-5010. And pretty much you can text me 24-7. I may not answer you at that time, but you can text me. Uh, did you watch the Women's World Championship Games this weekend? The USA took the gold again for the third consecutive, beating Canada 41-6. to Mexico got the bronze, beating Great Britain 19-8. to And Finland went on to beat Australia 35-0, to winning fifth place. And you can still watch all those on demand. The uh, best way to get to it is WFAProFootball.com. On the right-hand side, there's four blocks. On the fourth uh, lower block, just cook. Uh, watch uh, watch on demand, so watch here. So you can watch all the games live if you haven't missed them. There was a lot of Twittering going on. People were Twittering for people who, you know, like me, have to work on the weekends, so I was able to follow that. But I did catch the the last end of the game. Exciting, and I was able to watch the, uh, you know, all the presentations, the awards, and the MVPs. And I was listening to the broadcast, and maybe, maybe Oscar can enlighten me when he comes in. Um, the broadcasters kept saying something about them getting complaints, and for what I heard, I thought they did a great job. I didn't really listen to all the games, so maybe I missed something. Maybe Oscar, he he was kind of following the Twitter boards. He can uh, get me in on the no on that. So the games start up again on July 8th. So the going to the postseason of week three, the WFA, the Chicago Force, is playing playing the Boston Renegades. The San Diego Surge against the Dallas Elite. The Tampa Bay Inferno against the Montreal Blitz. The Mile High Blaze against the St. Louis Slam. The Orlando Anarchy against the Toledo Reign. And the Arkansas Wildcats against the South Oregon Lady Renegades. And that's for the WFA. So if you need to look at the scores from previous or past, go to WFA Football. 
profootball.com. And for the IWFL, the Sacramento Sirens will play against the Utah Falcons and the Houston Energy against the Austin Yellow Jackets. So, you can, again, you can go to IWFLsports.com. As for games in the USWFL, you would need to go to the individual uh, websites because the USWFL hasn't been updating their sites. And I think there's going to be news following for next season. Uh, but go to their websites. I know that all the teams um, – announced their All-Stars and All-Americans. Again, you can go to the prospective websites, WFAProFootball.com and IWFLSports.com. And again, for the USWFL, go to the, the team's website. You can actually get to the team's website from on the USWFL uh, site. Well, I'm finally here. I'm finally in my studio. I feel like I'm in a 10 by 10 little box. <laughs> I was doing my broadcast, you know, from my office, which was a nice big office. And uh, I finally moved to my studio. I'm very happy with this. So this is the first time. I don't know how, how it sounds. I don't know if I'm echoing. Um, I'll have to re-listen to it after the broadcast is over. But uh, Oscar Lopez will be joining me shortly, about 10 minutes after the hour. Let's see what else is going on in women's football news. I already mentioned that the uh, you could watch the broadcast again on the Women's World Championships. Uh, go to w- WFA Pro Football. Oh, it looks like Oscar's in, so we're gonna we're gonna chime in a little bit early. Oscar, is that you? Yes, it is. How you doing, uh, hey, I, Jason? How, how you doing? doing? I'm doing, doing pretty great. good. I kind of ran out of things to say. I I have a habit of talking too fast. <laughs> Uh, there's so, a little bit going been... on this coming weekend, but uh, okay. uh, it was a big weekend, you know, for women's gridiron and in the international, the international scene, of course. It sure was. Now, real quick, Oscar. So, for people that you know don't know you, which I'm sure they do, but just in case for those that are listening that don't know you, tell us who you are as a person, not gridiron beauties, but tell us who Oscar Lopez is. Well, I'm a former Army vet, six years Army veteran, um, basically. Uh, management. I have management experience, over 20 years management experience uh, in marketing and also in, you know, just management alone. Um, so I pretty much have done pretty much a little bit of everything. Uh, social media marketing now is pretty much my focus and trying to get that going. Um, but for the most part, it's kind of in a nutshell. Um, I started covering women's gridiron uh, back in 2009 via the LFL which was the, uh, you know, the most visible thing. Then I believe I got on your show, and then uh, you enlightened me about uh, the women's grid, and that was obviously full kit NFL style, and then sort of things took a turn for there, and then we started our Facebook page, and from there we got a, a good following. Then we went on Twitter and when obviously took it on, on Instagram, and so we're pretty much everywhere on social media at this point, and we've gotten a pretty decent following now, so it's, kind of grateful for everybody that we networked with to help us assist us with that and get us to that level. Well, how did you get the name Gridiron Beauties? I mean, you had to think about that, contemplate on, okay, what am I going to call myself? How did you, how did you get that name Gridiron Beauties? Well, when we started following the Legends Football League at the time, uh, we wanted to come up with some sort of uh, name that would just stand out when people came to, a, to our page, we wanted to get them engaged. 
So, you know, it could have been women's tackle football. That didn't, you know, ring a bell. So we, we thought of the on-field play as being the focus for it. So, you know, we gridiron was mentioned internationally a lot more than in the States. And so we thought gridiron was a little bit more focused on terms of the game, the roughness, the attitude of the game uh, versus women's football, which most people internationally equate to soccer uh, or women's soccer. So we thought gridiron would be the case. And then, you know, the on-field play, uh, the level of play for the uh, Legends Football League players at the time was very aggressive. But at the same time, um, it was, you know, rough football. And so we ended up showcasing the name Beauties to, to showcase their aspects of it. Uh, still beautiful women, but playing football. Um, we stuck with the name. And when we branched out, obviously, now to doing traditional football, it sort of comes into full circle because um, the traditional women also are beautiful women, and they obviously play the, uh, the uh, football in an elegant way as well. So that's how the name came about. Now, your, your brand, No Joke Football, now how did you come to think of that? The No Joke Football, we were sitting in a coffee shop like most people do. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, but most of the people that I, I equate with, uh, we were sitting in, and we're like, uh, we got to come up with something that embodies what these women do on the field, you know, because um, we're throwing out women's tackle football, and everybody's like, what is women's tackle football? You know, when you just – and we mentioned it, and we took, like, sort of a survey, everybody, and say, hey, have you seen women's tackle football? And they're like, women's tackle football? What's women's tackle football? And so we decided, hey, we need to come up with something more impactful, something that is engaging, that when you say something like that, people are going to say, what is that? And so that's how we came up with no-joke football because the on-field play is obviously no joke, similar to the men, or if not better, and equal. And so we decided that we'd come up with a slogan. Uh, we came up with that slogan, and then it evolved into an apparel brand. And so we've yes. done the apparel brand now for almost a couple of years now. So uh, our next level is obviously to get it more engaged out there. And, uh, but the brand just speaks for itself play on the field, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, Legends Football League or whether it be traditional football, um, and that's what the brand really uh, speaks out to in a bold statement, which is what they do on the field is no joke. Now, you also have the world-class photographers. Now, explain what that entails. We try to network with a lot of people in terms of trying to get visibility. The number one thing that the sport lacks is engagement. And so what we try to do through our platform is try to get willing individuals overseas or in the States um, to showcase not so much in stories, because that's been done over and over and over, but to try to showcase um, no different than the NFL does or the NBA does in terms of a GQ shoot or some sort of, you know, a big mag a magazine spread type deal. And so what we were trying to do is trying to get uh, people to notice that beyond the U.S. borders, there is talented women playing, uh, you know, uh, women's American football. And who are these stars? And who are these individuals? And so we had photographers, um, you know, willing to do shoots for us with our brand, which is the No Joke Football brand, to kind of embody and bring forth uh, these individuals out of the U.S. internationally so that people understand that the sport is not just, you know, encompassing in North America – but that the sport is global. And that's our message mm -hmm. is really to get everybody to understand that the sport is growing and it is global. 
So we decided to start in Australia at the time. Australia had no gridiron except for Queensland. And I'm so grateful to uh, Lauren Evans, Christy Moran, and all the athletes over in Australia because they've embraced us uh, and taken our brand to another level. And so we started there, and there was willing photographers there willing to do shoots with these uh, athletes. And so we ended up branching out to other athletes internationally. And so now we're at a level where we need to grow a little better. Our, our goal this year is to really get more of those athletes into the social media realm so that people understand that the sport is global. Now, you didn't just, just – how did you actually reach out to the photographers, though, because you had to actually reach out, or is that something that you work in every day type of life? You know, because I, I saw that you have a degree in media broadcasting. Yeah, media broadcasting. So what I've done is we've done trades, you know, how you do trade for something in in return. And what we did is to try to get these photographers exposure. It was a win-win for both of us because we're a new brand. They wanted to get their name out there in terms of, you know, the photo imaging and everything else. So we were work, we've been working with a lot of talented photographers in the past, primarily uh, James Johnson out of Philadelphia and then, um, out of uh, Australia as well. So we, we have all these uh, talented photographers that we work with where we trade uh, apparel for shoots, and they're willing to do that to, dry, to try to get exposure on either end because they understand the message, and they really want to get the sport noticed. And the only way to do that is to try to showcase these talented individuals. And we're talking MVP-caliber uh, players. We're not talking average players, but MVP-caliber players from each individual leagues internationally so that people understand that there are – more Odessa Jenkins, you know, there are Lisa Hortons, and there are, you know, uh, Askew, uh, Wizenut, and all these individuals are also in other uh, realms of the world in terms of in the international scene. Now, you found some opposition within the traditional uh, women's tackle football leagues itself, and I'm trying to understand, you know, you're bringing awareness. Um, you're, you're very tasteful in what you pre- present, um, were you finding out that there was a little opposition in with within the you know the tackle because of that you're promoting the the Legends Football League? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's uh, on one side. I think of it as a political mentality. Well, I'm not going to dive into that because I don't really want to go into politics because there's an agenda there. If you feel like, like as a, as an example, if you feel like the Legends Football League isn't uh, portraying uh, the women's football as you know as it should be portrayed in, in a traditional sense uh what people need to understand that that game is totally separate than the traditional game it's no different than arena football to uh, to the traditional nfl game and that's what you get on both sides uh there's a growing uh, sport within what mexico would consider bikini football what we consider here in the states as lingerie football or legends football league so there's a growing interest in the sport even though the traditional women's game doesn't believe that that's the proper way to push the sport forward in terms of awareness. Unfortunately, that exists. And so what we try to do is cover both sides, both sports equally without taking sides. And I think that's what we try to do equally on a balanced state. Uh, Obviously we've done more women's traditional football coverage now because we've branched out internationally and we've, we're made aware of obviously that there's more leagues. Uh, There's probably one, uh, one LFL, in the U.S. and probably six similar LFL uh, leagues in Mexico. But beyond that, 
there's way more traditional football um, that we cover now than we used to cover maybe four eight, four years ago. Well, no, the the Legends Football League now. Most of those women aren't they models, and they're trying to jump into the business, and they're kind of doing this football to be kind of recognized. Is that what what's going on with that? Traditionally, the LFL was uh, eye candy, if you want to consider it that. Now it is basically true athletes, no different than the traditional game now, trying to bring in true athletes to the sport. Uh, but before, yes, it was basically more of an entertainment show showcase. Now so much, uh, going further now, I mean, we're looking at year seven, uh, it's mostly a lot, of, a lot of athletes that are playing the sport. And they have a choice, of course. They have a choice to uh, play in the Legends Football League or not play in the Legends Football League. So that, I think, is up to the individual athlete to decide which sport they desire to participate in and pursue. I've actually been to one of the games, and, uh, you know, they are very athletic. Um, and I really enjoyed myself. It's, it's a more fast-paced game because, you know, of course, they don't have the, the gear that's holding them back. So me personally, I don't have an, a problem with that. Uh, I actually enjoyed going to the game. In fact, at the time, Coach Lee, you know Coach Lee, who used to yep. uh, coach the Las Vegas Showgirls, and then he did the Las Vegas Sin. And so we went out there, you know, Daniel, or um, Food, <laughs> he, uh, we went out there to support Coach Lee and his, his, his players when we went out there. So it was, yeah, uh, Coach Lee obviously was a big, made a big statement in the Legends Football League, and unfortunately, you know, his, his tenure there was very short. Uh, probably could have been legendary if you really want to put it, you know, right out right now. If he would have stayed with the league, uh, you know, minus the differences with the ownership, I think you would have had a, a, a higher elevated uh, sport by now. But unfortunately, that didn't so happen. Too. So, yeah, it would have been way different than what it is now. Um, you know, you don't get, you're not going to have the blowouts you had this year, which was basically a schedule mishap, anyways. But uh, you know what? There's there's negatives and positives to the LFL. And then there's obviously negatives and positives to women's football. And so I just think that, you know, our platform doesn't go from beyond that. It just goes to showcase what individuals play the sport and what we can caliber MVP athletes, no different than NFL stars. And that's our message in terms of bringing awareness is the fact that people will come into our Twitter handle, as an example, and they're going to be drawn in maybe at the beginning with maybe Legends Football League, but then eventually they get to the state where they understand that there is a WFA, that there is an IWFL, that there is a high-caliber high league in, in Australia, in, you know, in the Queensland, in North, uh, North, North South Wales, that there is a caliber league in the Bath of Women in, uh, in Europe, in UK, that there is an outstanding league in Germany with the AFVD. Um, and I can go on and on and on, but there is – amazing American women's American football played internationally with other leagues. Once that, once people come in to our site, I've gotten feedback from a lot of people that message me on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, they sort of like are amazed at the fact that, you know, uh, NFL style football is being played by uh, women, not just in the United States or North America, but internationally. So they're kind of blown away. Yes, they are. Um, now you are coming back. You're relaunching your show. You kind of took a little break to, you know, revamp. You're coming back on. Is it going to be Gridiron Beauty's Blitz Radio again? Uh, Gridiron Beauty's uh, uh, Gridiron Blitz Radio. Yeah, it's going to be uh, tomorrow. We're launching it July 4th. 
Um, I had to take a hiatus because our sponsor bailed on me, and you know how how it goes with sponsors. Yes. <laughs> so we have to negotiate and you know go back and do what we got to do. And uh, unfortunately, we get, we came to a conclusion that we would be back. And so um, we're launching tomorrow, and I have two special guests tomorrow that were willing to come on to our show tomorrow, and uh, you'll get to uh, know who they are tomorrow. But uh, for the most part, we are coming back. Our our podcast was basically originally covering uh, women's uh, American football, but we sort of revamped that based on our sponsored requests and everything else and based on ratings and every, you know all the matrix that come into play in, in terms of you staying aboard and being profitable, which is what we want to do is be you know, with revenue-friendly as well. And so we've decided to go into a situation where we're covering you know, NFL news and notes as a, as a majority of our podcast, and then we're devoting a, a, small, a small portion of that, obviously, to updates on the women's game, whether it be international or whether it be in the States. Now, how long were you out? How long were you, were you off? Because, you know, I always we hear off. your reruns. Yeah, we were, we were, we've been off since March. I think March is our yeah. last show that we did uh, with my two awesome co-hosts, um, Troy Wilson and Nkishi Free. Um, they bring a lot to the table. And we, we went a route, uh, JC, we went a route to where uh, we didn't want to make it a one-man show, but I really wanted to make it an entertaining uh, podcast. So with Troy coming on board, he's very, very knowledgeable with college football, kind of gives us his insights, uh, very astute with uh, Legends Football League in terms of watching the games and analyzing the games, and that's what we needed. Um, then we have Nkishi, uh, which is NBA and NFL uh, knowledge as well. Kind of sort of gives us a, a different a view with, with the female um, inside the group as well. On top of myself, which exclusively covers the women's game basically on social media and everything else, so it sort of dives in and the NFL in general. So I thought that uh, when we hooked up together as – the trio, uh, we've we've done really well over 180 episodes now. So I think, uh, you know, it's it's a great thing for me. It was a great thing for them, and uh, having them on board really benefits overall for the podcast to grow. Yeah, and I agree with having co-hosts more than one because it does make it easier, and it's not just one conversation. In fact, that's what I'm working on right now. But I have to wait till this individual is done playing football. <laughs> She's actually uh, kind of probably being the ch- one of the championship games. But, uh, yeah, it does make it easier. Nice. When we first started WFB Talk years ago, we had four co-hosts, and it made it so much easier because it wasn't just one person talking. And, you know, over the years, they kind of dropped off, and then it was just me, and then I decided to start another show. And, yeah. again, I want to, you know, balance it out by having another a co-host with me. So that way – you know, you know, when, when I was gone, you, you helped out tremendously. In fact, you kept WFB afloat. And then when, you know, I stopped doing it, you, you started your own show, which, you know, you probably gave a lot of thought to that, you know, said, Hey, I'm going to do a a show. So you probably gave a lot of thought before you decided to do that. And and you loved it. It was just, it was your calling. Yeah. And I love the fact that you can blend in the NFL as a topic and then incorporate the women's game on an equal level. You know, when we're talking about uh, Russell Wilson, uh, when we're talking about, you know, um, uh, Peyton Manning, when you're talking about a Tom Brady, um, I always love it because we can come up with that and equate it to Elisa Horton uh, and Allie Hamlin, you know, uh, Sammy Grasafi, you know what I mean? It's so much easier to mm-hmm. dive into that conversation when you have two or three other opinions on there and kind of make it more of a conversation 
And I think that's really what our podcast wants to do going forward, and that's what we're really striving for, is to bring uh, an audience to an NFL topic and then turn around and go, hey, by the way, we have individual women's athletes that are no different than a Peyton Manning, no different than you know Russell Wilson, no different than uh, any of these quarterbacks. Um, and then sort of you know enlighten these people to say, oh, there is a women's professional league, and then at that point, you know, uh, have them follow the WFA, have them follow the IWFL, or have them follow, you know, the WWCFL, or, you know, whatever the country they're in or they're listening from, maybe there is a gridiron league there already, and maybe, you know, we get them out to witness it live, and then the exposure starts, so the awareness is broken, and all of a sudden, maybe they become a fan. And that's really our message. That's what we really want to get out there to, to really get the fan or the social media uh, follower to understand that, you know, there is high caliber football being played by women uh, in American football. And so, so far, you know, very proud of what we've done. A lot more work to be done. But, you know, overall, I think we've done, we've made a good impact. I mean, just on Twitter alone, I would never have thought we'd be at almost 6,000. I would never have thought we'd be at 6,000 in, in terms of Facebook, which is a small, small amount, you know what I mean, in terms of followers. But they've been very loyal followers, and I think that I take pride in a lot. You know, Oscar, that's because you never sleep. <laughs> no matter what time <laughs> I true. wake up. That, that's what happens. <laughs> that's my problem, I think. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, too, what brings awareness to women's football as long as they keep the stats going? I mean, you can look and say, okay, Sammy did 1,500, you know, yards this year, you know, this season. As long as the stats keep coming, and that's what we need, and, and, and that's where we fall short is when, you know, we stop reporting the stats. Because you can you can do comparisons, apples to oranges, you know, based on the men's game and the women's game when you have those statistics on hand. Yeah, and it's, 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 you know, that I can't control. Um, I really cannot control that. I tried uh, hard to, you know, try to get the ownerships on both leagues to come on board to make a topic and everything. I've not been able to do it in three years. I've just gave up. I don't, I don't want to go that route because it's, a, it's just a bad route. So now I just, you know, I just need to do no different than I was covering the LFL. I just need to cover the WFA. As a pro league, I need to cover the IWFL as a pro league. I need to cover the WWCFL as a pro league. I need to cover them equally, giving them exposure the same way. Unfortunately, you know what? One league is internationally well-known, and that's what the fans, under, uh, the fans, some of the average fan thinks that Legends Football League is women's football. You're not going yes. to change their mind. They just assume that is. But I can sway them to an understanding that there is – NFL-style women's American football, when they, when they show up to my handles. When they show up to my handles, they will understand. Just no different than, you know, in Sweden. Uh, you're no different than in Finland. High-caliber football. You know, the Maple League is very high-caliber. Um, there's links there that I try to get to as much as possible to link on our handles to try to get people to link on it and watch it just no different than they would be watching the LFL on YouTube. And that's where I think women's football needs to go the next route. There's some countries that do a really good job of streaming live games in certain leagues internationally, and there's others that do not. And so we yes. try to go with the ones that do so that we could make people aware that there is high-caliber football being played somewhere in, in, you know, in the global aspect of things. And we, we have gotten to the point now, uh, JC, where uh, we are, I wouldn't consider we're huge, 
but we are huge in exposure now to where uh, people do pay attention to what we put out and people do pay attention to what we're bringing to the table. So when, you, when we uh, started No Joe Football Brand, our main goal was to try to get a sponsor or supporter. Uh, right now we're at supporter level. One supporter from each major league globally. And so once we get to that level where, we're gonna, where we can put a face to the branding, to the apparel, then people are going to start to notice that. Our next, our next platform that we're working on is digital magazine style, and that's not going to come about for another 18 months, and I'm working really hard on that. And that's going to be a, basically a digital magazine that people can go to online, download, and do what, what they can. And so there's a lot of things to be done there still because we have to get a buy-in from a lot of players, and we have to do certain legal things, of course, and that's going to take some time. But I think once we get to that next level of digital, uh, capturing the moments in each league and everything like that, uh, I think people will be more surprised and more accept, uh, accept the fact that um, the WFA does exist, the IWFL does exist, and, you know, et cetera, on, on all the other leagues in, in terms of the international scope. Now you're looking at uh, weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, weekly? More likely it's going to be a monthly. Uh, yeah, because we have to gather, gather so much content. There's no way I could do it weekly because if I did it weekly, it would be just kind of like a one, two, three stories. If I do it monthly, I, our idea is basically more in-depth, and so it, it would give us more exposure that way, and then it allows us to gather information internationally as well, not just in North America, but, you know, internationally as well. So a lot to do. You know, you know how it goes. Uh, there's always a lack of revenue, so we always have to come up with the piggy, the piggy bank mentality. Hopefully it breaks, and then there's a lot of fun there. But now so far, it's only been pennies. For staff, for staff writers, and, and are you going to be promote, you know, looking for staff writers and, and people, more people to take pictures, or how are you going to do that? Yeah, the same way. I mean, with our networking, with our photographers, um, with our supporters, which is our, our brand supporters, and then obviously uh, we have to bring other people in, right? And right now it's just it's just brainstorming. I got nothing concrete right now. It's just brainstorming, and it's just just an idea out there that we need to get to. And I think that's the next level because everything's digital now, and on you know on basically on social media and mobile uh, applications. That uh, in order for us to to go to the next level and grow and make make this uh, awareness uh, project even more impactful, will be that level, which is to get us you know to a magazine style type ideal. Mm-hmm. So, did you watch the uh, Women's World Championships this weekend? I watched a couple games. Um, I did not watch all the games. I did watch the final. Uh, did go for the final, but I did get highlights from almost all the games. Um, and and they were very. I was surprised uh, that Great Britain, uh, you know, did not play as well as they they would have. Um, I knew they were going to be Finland in the first round. I just had this feeling that. Um, you know, they were just coming from based on their loss in, in 2015 in Spain that they were coming, obviously, for blood. And they showed, they showed up against Finland. Uh, Finland, I think, is a totally different team, JC. I don't think it's the same Finland that you had uh, in the previous two world championships, not to knock any of their, you know, stars. But I think that the, the roster there was not as effective as it, the last two bronze medal winning teams. And so that in itself, I think, caused their downfall to, you know, to finish fifth, which is still, you know, still a great finish, but with the same token, you know, finishing three with three, uh, with two bronze medals before 
um, you expected that, especially from them coming into the tournament. But uh, Mexico did surprise, and I think uh, everybody is. Uh, I mean, Giovanni, uh, Coach Giovanni, I think uh, said it best. Uh, we're here to win the gold, and I think he's he's making a bold statement. And uh, given the fact that FXF, uh, FXX Mexico and Lexfa, which is you know your equivalent of the IWFL and, and the and WFA in the states, and being being in place for almost ten years now. Uh, Michelle uh, Rocha there, the uh, the founder of FFL, uh, I think you got to give her credit. Uh, this will be a formidable force coming in in 2021 if Mexico comes back to the World Championships. I think they will because they 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 play they were very uh, they played a good game. I was very not surprised. I was not surprised because like you said, they have been around for 10 years, and you know a lot of people don't know that that there has been women playing in Europe, in Europe and in Canada. Be, you know, for many, many years in Germany. I was surprised that Germany fell out this year and, and Austria and um, I'm trying to think who the last one, Austria, Germany, and who else was it that didn't come in this, this year? Spain. Spain was the last, Spain. Uh, the last one that didn't happen, yeah. But they're still growing. Uh, the Italian team should be in place probably by the next championships, so I'm looking forward to that. The uh, CIFAF in, in Italy should squad put a blue team together and go that route. Um, Germany, I think, uh, is the hotbed, and I was disappointed as well that they did not, uh, you know, showcase a team, uh, given the fact that they've had really good outcomes in the last two tournaments, and you would have thought that coming into this tournament they would have made maybe a higher statement. But um, maybe they'll field another one in 2021. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, I was listening to the broadcasters on the, the – uh broadcasting the game and they kept saying that people kept complaining and do you know what that was all about because i thought they did a good job for what i saw well i i can tell you right now at the beginning of the first match which is day one um these broadcasters had no clue about women's football so their comments were oh, really? really out of bounds and a lot of people <laughs> took offense to it uh in terms <laughs> in terms of the players and so um you know it was a twitter lash <laughs> Uh, of enormous proportion, and uh, so the announcer uh, who was there, uh, who did the announcement, obviously had no clue about what the women's game was all about. And there were some comments made about women, and there were some comments made about was it a line woman or is it a line man? <laughs> and so uh, oh, really? they put yeah they put it they put themselves in a pickle, <laughs> and then uh, I'll they have to go of, back and read those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah, sort of figured they sort of figured out after day one that they had to go back and re- reset a little bit. Um, well, you, you know, and they, they couldn't pronounce they couldn't pronounce Grisofti. They couldn't pronounce Grisofti oh, yeah. incorrectly. <laughs> they botched her name like many of times. <laughs> um, well, so think, I mean, you know, if they got yeah, go, I was going to say, you think when they got broadcasters, you think that they would know the women's game. I, I can tell you right now, okay, uh, gonna... we could have done a better job. Uh, we could have sent Andy Garcia and uh, the Chicago Force crew out there, and it probably would have been more entertaining. It would have been a mm-hmm. lot more professional. <laughs> and that was my suggestion. Yeah, it's like, where's the, where's, where's the Pittsburgh Passion and the Chicago Force broadcasters? Were they even called? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The Committee on Football Canada, it's like, come on, you know? It's like, but it was a short turn, especially with all the mess that is IFAB. IFAB, I've been disappointed. Tommy Wiking, I mean, it's it's just been a mess. 
I applaud Robert McLaughlin there for, you know, kind of like patching it together and putting the world championship together. But in reality, for the last 24 months, almost eight, you know, 18 to 24 months, uh, this IFAB split and one and two IFAB, I mean, just a joke for the sport. I mean, from where it was before to what it is today, I mean, just they got to get their act together. You know what I mean? In terms of the women's side, I mean, it was going in a good direction and all of a sudden they just, they dropped the ball and they kind of ruined everything. And now, you know, you got IFAB New York, you got IFAB Paris. I mean, it's just gone political to the point where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just a joke. You know what I mean? And, and when the women's game doesn't need this, the women, the women's game really needs, you know, them to be focused on the game as well, just like they were doing the, the international, the men's game and the international juniors, you know, and all that stuff. And so they got to yeah, get their together. This it. is just ridiculous. When it, I personally liked it when it was USA football that was in charge of it. I think that just – um, they actually did get some of the people that were in women's football participate in in the announcing, you know, back in, in I want to say, the last last one in 2000. Was it 2013? 13. Yeah, 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2000, yeah, 2010, 2013. So, and then we have you know, it was, and, disappointing. it was disappointing in that aspect of it because, um, you know, the uh, Football Canada had it literally scrapped start from scratch and in a real quick mode uh, supported by all the other countries, you know, the federation from all the other countries that participated in this tournament. And I think that's where the issue was. Just like I said on Twitter, it's, you know, you can't blame the announcers because they were trying to put things together real quickly. Um, and so technically I, hopefully they learned from this and then maybe next, the next tournament, they, they go into, you know, who's the best broadcasting crew, you know, in, in whatever country, you know, at this point and just kind of put, maybe a crew that really understands the women's game and understands the stars and kind of really introduces, um, you know, the, the athletes to a, a larger audience, which is an international audience, which is the right thing to do. And it's not the announcers in this tournament that, that was at fault. I think it just had to do who they selected. And, and unfortunately they had no clue about women's football. So, you know, that you got what you got, I guess. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your show tomorrow. What time is your show going to be broadcast? Uh, tomorrow we're going to be on at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it will be uh, obviously via Block Talk Radio. Uh, we're happy to announce tomorrow as well that we're going to be on iTunes uh, going forward. So that will give us some sort of revenue stream as well going on iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes. It took, uh, took us almost a year to get on there, but now we're on there. So hopefully that will relate and get us some revenue. Uh, all the revenue that we get, um, just so everybody knows, all the revenue that we get from the No Joke Football platform, which is from Zazzle.com, gets reinvested and uh, into a, a supporter or player from a different country. So the more sales we make, obviously we, we redistribute that and, and we send out gear to another athlete that we need to showcase and, and profile. And so none, we, we make no money. We haven't made no money, not a dime, since we started the, uh, the Zazzle uh, project with the branding. And we will continue to do that because uh, it's the right thing to do is just to showcase the dollars out and try to showcase another player that's supportive of our brand and then put them out there. Um, and so we're very proud of that. And so the revenue side on the radio is where our key is going to be for revenue uh, for going forward, like I said, with our digital platform idea and other things that we have going forward. So hopefully, you know, cross your fingers and everything pans out for us and we get a little bit of streaming revenue and then going forward, uh, 
I can pay my co-hosts as well because <laughs> they deserve some pay as well. Uh, you know, everybody deserves money, so we, you know, more than more than happy to spread the love once we make some money. Uh, but other than that, you know, we've it, we, I've had a great time uh, doing what we're, what we're doing. It's it's been very uh, exciting to get to know a lot of the athletes that I would have never you know been aware of. Um, and so we continue to do that in terms of international scope as well, and in in the states. And so um, it's been a blessing in a way because um, it hasn't cost as much money to do what we're doing, but we've made a lot of, I think, a lot of inroads and impact. And I think that's where I'm more proud of platform now with almost 17,000 followers. And so it's, it's huge in that sense. Um, you know, I'm hoping that the WFA, the IWFL will get on board here and really focus on social media because that's the key right now. If they want to really oh, yes. get revenue, you you got to put out, ads uh when you have big games um the failure this is the one thing that i will mock uh you know the wfa this year they put up a dtv or dftv or whatever it was a streaming line right but you got to have a concept for the schedule you just cannot just put out a select few games i think it's time for the leadership in the wfa to really focus on the top tier teams, whether it be six teams that you need to showcase so that the players know at the beginning of the year, Hey, you guys, you're going to be streamed two games out of the year and you guys got to show up. You know what I mean? Showcase the best football you can put out there so that when people are viewing you, they can say, wow, that is awesome. I need to go see a game. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever it may, may take, or they're willing to pay the, you know, the revenue that it's going to cost for the streaming. So there's a lot of work to be done in that aspect of it, but I think that's the first step that they tried. That's great. I think they need to go into that realm where they select some major franchises, you know, the Divas, uh, the Passion, the, the Renegades, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the Dallas Elite. Yes. Just put up a nice caliber schedule. When you put the schedule up, just the fans just want to see quality football. Put some quality football on there, um, just like we did last year when the Divas uh, against uh, – the elite, you know what I mean? This year you had yeah. some very good games with the D, uh, DC Divas and Boston Renegades. You had good games with Chicago and Boston. I, I think it doesn't matter if you have a, a, a recycle mode for the schedule in terms of stream, but if you go every other week and all of a sudden you get Boston again, if you go every other week and you get Chicago again, or you know that kind of deal, I think that would make more of an impact uh, for fan awareness and to bring more attention to the sport. And when they see high-caliber football, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a game changer. Well, you know what, too. Now, they a lot of them stream their own games. I mean, if they have good quality, you know, games to stream, that's great. But that there was some low quality out there, and I wish that they would not stream it. Like I don't like looking at little little dance. If I can't tell who the player is, I'd prefer them not yeah. to stream it because I can't tell. Okay, you see they make a touchdown, but it's not good quality. And so somebody goes to a, a YouTube or Facebook and watches that, they're going to say, oh, what a joke, you know? That's not even a game. Yeah. And that's why I'm I saying kind of, that I, a lot of people a lot of people will mock the Legends Football League and they will mock the owner and the branding. But I can tell you right now, he's put his money where his mouth is and he's been alive for almost eight years. <laughs> and his yeah. YouTube project, yes, he has. Nope, he has, nobody can touch his YouTube project, not the IWFL, not the WFA. So until the WFA and the IWFL get to that level, even on YouTube, okay, even on YouTube, then at that point you're on equal playing field. Until then, 
there's a lot of work to be done. And unfortunately, That's we true. still got a lot of work to do to put the traditional game on the same map as that level. So let me know what your co-host's uh, Twitter accounts are. Okay, at, at Kishi's Cuties uh, is uh, in Kishi Free and at Troy underscore Wilson one. That's our followers. You can follow them as well. And uh, okay. like I said, Troy is very insightful, college football all the way around 24-7. So that's why I brought him on because he's pretty much in the know. And Kishi's uh, NBA passionate and NFL also. And so uh, she okay. brings, a, like I said, a, a different perspective there. Um, so we have a lot of fun, as you can tell from our previous broadcast. We we try to be very fun, try to engage with each other, and um, so I, I've been very very uh, happy, um, and I'm pretty sure they have as well. But uh, you know, going forward, we're going to try to you know go to another level. And so JC, I mean, you coming back when you called me, I was like, where have you been? <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> You know, what I you mean? know it's I'm like, still trying it's like to get you back. Left in the I'm and left, back. and then I'm like, what happened to my mentor? <laughs> she left. <laughs> you know, it's going to take a while for me to get back to that level because it's changed. It, since 2012, it has changed tremendously. I mean, you don't know. I feel like I'm I'm walking all over. I'm crawling, Oscar. I'm crawling right now. So, you know, I have to get take those little baby steps. I want to get to that level that I used to be, you know, before I left. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, have yeah, a no, great and, like and we you. got a network. You know, we got a network together because it's the only way uh, that we're going to be able to make an impact. And mm-hmm. I've told everybody before, you know, um, we try to network with everybody. I mean, I've, if, if you look at my list on my Twitter feed, that's how much work I have done in five and a half years. So when wow. you go to that list, you can tell that I have busted my butt. <laughs> that I have communicated yes. long hours, and you, and you claim I don't sleep, and technically there's, there's the fruit of my labor there. <laughs> and so technically, you know, in reality, uh, it's, it's taken a lot of work to get a lot of people on board to showcase. You know, I have, I, now I have people in France that are feeding me links, stories, uh, feeding me uh, live streams, you know what I mean, to show in France. I have people in Germany doing the same thing. I got people in UK. I got people in, uh, in Poland. Uh, I got some people in Italy. I mean, just every facet of the sport where traditional women's football is being played on a, on, a, on that level. Now I've created this this giant, uh, what you call a, a ball aura, where I can just speak to it and go, "What's happening in France?" Boom! I got a contact. Let's find out what's going on in France. And 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 it's as easy as that now. Before. You know how it was before you were scrounging. Yes. You were trying to get somebody to give you info. You were trying to, like, knock on doors. You're, I, I felt like a poor commission person, not making any money and just <laughs> you know, wasting my gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not good. So, so, when gonna, so, so when are you going to tell us your guests? Are you going to wait till tomorrow and you're just going to give us uh, I'll, teasers? I'll, or? Beans. I'll spill the beans. I'll spill the beans on your show because it's the right thing to do, and you're you're obviously my mentor, and I'm not going to keep you in the dark. <laughs> uh, so tomorrow I was able to get uh, the legendary running back Odessa Jenkins from the USA Football Champion, three-time gold medalist, Team USA. And right. tomorrow I have a Phoebe Sketcher from the um, fourth-place finished Great, uh, Great Britain Lions uh, from Great Britain squad as well. So they'll be on That's talking – about WWCFA, uh, WWCA uh, Canada. So um, two, I, I will be listening. Two of the most finer athletes. 
two of the most finer athletes you'll ever have on a show. And on a short, short term, I cannot be more uh, appreciative of them coming on for a couple minutes on July 4th. And so, I know. Um, you know, Odessa, you, you never go wrong. And uh, Phoebe's off the mall. So, so, you know, football doesn't take a holiday, you know, so, no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, Oscar, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, I'll be tuning in tomorrow to uh, Gridiron Blitz Radio at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, we're going to have a great time tomorrow. So I really thank you for uh, having me on the show today. Um, I'm glad you're back. Uh, big smile on my face right now You can, if you don't see it. <laughs> but glad you're back. Uh, we need you. And obviously we need the, as much help as we can to you know, bring our attention and awareness to the sport as well. So uh, as many uh, voices that we can get out there, the the, the more the better. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to be on your show today. I had to, I told my wife, I said, I got I got not, I can't do anything else after six or and <laughs> at seven I'm on a show, so don't bother me. So I have my my phone well, on my, pretty much no my, body, no bother me mode. Being, my computer was being buggy before the show. I'm like, oh no, because I'm in my my studio for the first time doing the show. I've been in it, but not doing a live show. And I just moved into this like three months ago, but this is the first time I'm doing a a live broadcast in here. So it's like, oh great, now everything's gonna go wrong. <laughs> Oscar's it's coming on. It's happened to me before. <laughs> It's happened to me before, and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's happened. I was all before. nervous. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Oscar, thank you so much, and I'll be listening tomorrow on your show. Thanks, Casey. Appreciate it. Uh, safe travels. I uh, hope you're well, and then uh, keep in touch. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later, Oscar. Bye-bye. Okay, that that was Oscar Lopez of Gridiron Beauties. You could tune in tomorrow, Gridiron Blitz Radio on Blog Talk talk radio you could follow him on twitter at gridiron beauty as well as youtube and instagram and i want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight next week we'll be back on monday night every monday night uh you could tune in uh, uh, the third thursday of every month to iwssa radio on wfbtalk.com that's where i i uh produce a show there on women's uh, excuse me women's flag football but again thank you oscar for joining us and we will see you next week happy monday everybody